0: To get started, visit plushcare dot com slash weight loss that's plushcare dot com slash weight loss
1: Welcome to Transforming Trauma to save space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse, to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Transforming Trauma is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving forward. I'm Eve, and I'm very excited to have you here with me and my guest, Mindy, who will be sharing with us her story of hope and empowerment. You'll gain encouragement and insight as you hear her raw experiences from her recent recovery journey. You'll also learn three powerful strategies for how to become the hero of your own journey. So first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my guest. Mindy recently graduated from the Beyond Surviving program with Rachel Grant Coaching. She is married and works as a personal assistant and organizer. Most often, she can be found trying to keep up with her energetic one-year-old daughter. She has a bachelor's degree in exercise and wellness, and is passionate about practicing and teaching emotional wellness. She's excited to build a life coaching business in a few years. In her spare time, Mindy enjoys yoga, long, deep conversations with her husband and friends, and hiking in the Rocky Mountains near her home. So welcome, Mindy. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. I'm so happy that you're here.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Thanks.
1: So why don't we just jump right in? Tell me about this hero's sure. journey idea. How has it been helpful to you? And what does yeah, it mean? Yeah,
2: that's, that's a good question. So the hero's journey is a myth pattern developed by Joseph Campbell, and it's been used for centuries in countless stories, books, and movies like The Odyssey, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. And so it's kind of an outline of how a hero, hero goes through phases of their journey So the first phase is when the protagonist is called to an adventure, and often he or she resists the call, but then they eventually accept it. And then second, they leave the ordinary world and experience life-changing challenges. And finally, they make the trek back and return as a transformed person. So along the way, they meet mentors and friends, and they share what they learn after they get back. And when I first heard about this from... I heard about it from my therapist and also a TED Talk by Amy Ostreicher. You can look it up. Um, It just really resonated with me and what I was going through on my healing journey. And it also was in some of my dreams that I had. During my recovery, I had some really, really vivid dreams. And so it was just something that really resonated with me and really helped me as I processed my trauma. And some of the ways that it helped me, Um, is that I saw myself as a hero in my journey. And so it helped me, like, have the confidence that I could rise above my pain and struggles. And the day-to-day healing work, sometimes it felt like I was, like, barely surviving. But it just made me feel validated that when there were times when I felt like I couldn't go on, that that's how most heroes feel in their journeys. And so it's okay to feel that way. And it also gave me some purpose and meaning to know that even if I was barely surviving sometimes, I was able to see past that darkness and know that I'd be able to help people after I went through this really hard recovery. Um, and so, yeah, so it gave me perspective, and it helped remember, me remember remember my journey wouldn't last forever and that I would be transforming into a more authentic version of myself. And I could feel that transformation happening little by little, and I knew that I was on the right track, so I knew that I was moving forward in my journey. So. Yeah,
1: that's a little bit about the hero's journey. That is so awesome. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I had this feeling that that was what you meant when you referred to hero's journey, but it's been Mm -hmm. a while since I've connected to that concept and it's such a good reminder of how powerful our lens is, how we make meaning of our experiences, and just hearing you say just those few words, it's like just a huge huge shift from the societal Mm -hmm. narrative about trauma and people don't often hear stories about people people's recovery and their healing and just the mentors and friends that you, you meet along the way and how transformative mm-hmm. it can be and how people become, become stronger and more self-confident just through going through those trials and tribulations. So I'd love to hear yeah. more about your healing journey and where you're at today.
2: Sure. And before I get to that, I just wanted to share one really quick quote. And, um, I don't know if you've heard of Viktor Frankl, but he was a psychiatrist and a Holocaust victim and survivor. And I think what he says kind of sums up why the hero's journey has been so important to me. He says, in some ways, suffering ceases to be suffering at the moment it finds a meaning, such as the meaning of the sacrifice. And so I think it, um, seeing this journey as a hero's journey helps me look at my suffering and what I'm going through as a meaningful sacrifice and something that's worthwhile and that I can I can do anything as long as I, I know that it's for a reason. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to add that.
1: That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to yeah. link to the, the TED Talk and anything else that you mentioned in the show yeah. notes. So keep, keep them coming.
2: Thank you. Sure. <laughs> yep. So a little bit more about my journey. So I was abused by my uncle um, for many years during my childhood, and I struggled for years with, with a lot of negative beliefs about myself and the world. I struggled with shame, anxiety, worthlessness, insecurity, and perfectionism. And before, I didn't even realize how much it had a hold on my life. I thought it was just something in the past, and I kind of denied the effects But almost exactly two years ago, I experienced a really big trigger that opened my eyes up to how unprocessed my trauma was and how it was affecting my life. And at that point, I felt really disconnected from myself and from other people. And I felt like I had to earn love that was given to me. So that's why I was really stuck in my perfectionism and really critical thinking. So I found a really awesome trauma therapist who helped me untangle my trauma Um, which also included some emotional neglect from my childhood. And I also found Rachel Grant's Beyond Surviving program, and that's helped me take some huge steps forward in my recovery. Um, So my real, like, deep healing phase of my recovery was from about February to November of last year, and that was really, like, the treacherous and most difficult part where I – allowed myself to feel all the pain that i hadn't been able to feel before and especially the despair and the hopelessness and i was able to feel and express my anger and rage and all the different emotions that came up and i honestly have never felt so low and so depressed and that's when i had lots of times where i had suicidal thoughts and i felt like they couldn't go on but i figured out um through my processing i did a lot of EMDR therapy and sensory motor therapy and just a lot of different types of ways to connect with myself and process those traumas that I hadn't before. And I practice mindfulness and meditation and self-compassion and inner child work. And through that, I was able to find out the false beliefs and kind of detangle myself from those and let go of the past. And so that's kind of where I'm at today.
1: That is a lot of work you've been doing. Super inspiring. (laughs) Thanks for not kind of holding back and your realness about kind of the depths that you went to to allow yourself the the time and space to to do that work. Um, So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm curious if you can kind of speak to some of these strategies that you picked up along the way with the hero's journey. I'm sure that there were different phases of kind of the mountains you've climbed. So I'm wondering... Kind of where, where you began and sure. and what specific tools have been useful.
2: Sure, yeah. The first um, strategy I want to share is to trust your intuitive capacity to heal. So from the very beginning, my therapist said that I was the one who was going to take the lead in my healing, and that she would follow me and that we would do it together. But it was kind of she was kind of giving me the confidence that I had an innate ability to heal and i think it's kind of the same way that our bodies are able to heal when we have an injury our bodies kind of know how to heal and i think our our spirits and our souls know how to heal if we give them the right things if we have the right support and the right tools in our toolbox and the right people to help us i really think that we have that innate ability and so i think being able to trust in ourselves can be really hard as survivors but keeping that in mind that you can trust your intuitive capacity can help you be able to move forward and handle whatever comes your way in your, your recovery and that you are, are someone that has power and has strength even if you don't feel it in a lot of hard moments. So that's my first one.
1: I feel such a deep inhaling breath as you're, as you're speaking, just imagining how radical that phrase is about our intuitive capacity to heal because I, I know so many survivors Including myself, have felt just utterly broken, like you were saying, mm-hmm. just completely hopeless when when he feels the weight of it all and are beginning to process it. Um, so I, I love this idea that that we on our own have have a, the ability to heal ourselves and how your therapist mm-hmm. guided you into having you be the one taking the lead. I think that's really mm-hmm. empowering. I love that.
2: Yeah, thanks.
1: So the next strategy you were beginning to share before I interrupted you was
2: you it about noticing?
1: Yeah, was it about noticing beauties during the journey?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, the point that this became really important for me was during the darkest times when I knew I was like really far into my journey. I was processing some really deep and heavy things. And I just felt like I was in the biggest slump of my life and I didn't know, I think I was almost too focused on my recovery and I wasn't focusing on anything else. And so I decided to start to see the beautiful things in my life and I just noticed my baby's smiles, I noticed and appreciated my husband and, and friends supporting me. I noticed how beautiful it actually was because I would come out of my therapy sessions or my coaching calls and just be like, "Wow, that was really interesting and really amazing how I survived and I figured out ways to survive and now I'm finding my way back." And so I learned to see it kind of as an art and not a science. And I didn't know how the next part was going to go in my journey, but I really tried to notice those beautiful things. One um, at one point where this was really important is um, I had a garden. And so even when I couldn't really get myself to go out of the house to do many things, I would go water the garden. And one day I just noticed there were, like, sparkles on the branches of the tomato plant. And I just kind of paused, and I was like, has that always been there? I've never noticed that. And that was just a moment of me being like, wow, this is, like, beautiful, and this is my life, and I get to enjoy this. And it just seemed to be a message of, like, you're going to be okay. Like, things are still... There's still beauty in the world, and so I think being able to look and and notice and kind of think of those during the day and think of them at the end of the day can really help mm,
1: that that is really powerful too. Thank you for that reminder mm-hmm. of being able to look for beauty and those those simple moments of mindfulness, even while you're you know struggling that just connecting mm-hmm. to what what's alive and and real and um so I think these heavy heavy processes can kind of give us tunnel focus and so I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad that you were able to to expand your view and and see those sparkles on the on the tomato plants so that mm-hmm. you can now share that with all of us. That's really moving. Um so mm-hmm. what what else was a the, was there one more strategy of that you wanted to present to us that's been really critical for you? I, I love how you've kind of consolidated yeah your your journey you're inspiring me to want to do that myself just to take these massive lessons that you've learned and try to distill it down mm-hmm. to a few I'm sure that wasn't easy
2: right yeah <laughs> yeah there's a third one so the third one is lean into this comfort so being able to lean in and even though it hurts sometimes and some really low points where when I felt really stuck in my recovery. I just felt like I couldn't move on, and that was kind of one of my false beliefs that I overcame in just a very difficult phase where I just felt like I had done a lot, but I just wasn't finding more life, and I just wasn't finding the way. And so one book that I would really recommend is called Healing from Dark Emotions by Miriam Greenspan. It's a book that my therapist recommended to me. And in that book, it talks about how the, emo- the darkest emotions we have can actually teach us a lot. And most people try to shy away from them and they try to not feel them and, and try to be positive and just not let themselves feel what's actually going to help them. And so I learned through that book and through the other tools that I had is to trust that everything we're feeling is there to teach us and show us the way and transform us and then when we allow the pain to be there and then like learn from what it's trying to teach us and listen to our our wounded inner child it it allowed me to really just surrender to the process and I practice saying like when really hard emotions come up I still do this I say this too and that's kind of just a mantra that allows me to accept and let it be there and not try to resist it and not try to make it go away but just say this too and what do I need to do for my inner child right now so um one other thing with that is that it's really important to ask the hard questions so during my process it kind of felt like I was grieving the death of myself my own child self that was lost when I was abused and all the things that I felt like I missed out on and not really knowing what was going to happen in life going forward and At the same time, it kind of felt like I was giving birth to my new self and I wasn't sure who I was after taking off all the layers of negative beliefs and I didn't even know where I wanted to go or what I wanted to be and I feel like I had all these existential crises that really caused me to question everything that I had ever believed in and everything that I had ever done. And so I would just say like really leaning in to those questions, to the discomfort and letting them be there. I think we have a lot to learn, and I think I still have room to grow here. That there's always so much to life that if we just go a little bit deeper, we have the capacity to learn so much.
1: So, I'm just amazed at you at your your courage and tenacity. It's only been like what you said, two years, and right. just like, <laughs> done done so much. It's really truly incredible and. I am taking so much inspiration from this, as I'm sure our listeners will. Um, was there anything additional that you wanted to add that maybe I didn't ask or you, you feel like you wanted to expand on?
2: Sure. So I just wanted to say a few things about how my life is now compared to how it was before. So mm-hmm. I hope that this kind of gives some hope for those who are kind of in the middle of it who are just really struggling and really want to. Um, choose how they're going to live after after they're through this really hard recovery. So some of the ways in my life are different, and I feel like I'm more in tune with myself and more at peace with myself, and that I actually like myself and love myself for the first time. I also feel really connected and loved by the people in my life, and I have stronger relationships. And it's kind of strange, but I kind of feel a connection with, like, random people in public. I know it sounds kind of weird, but... Like when I'm just running around or I'm in public, I just feel like my heart is open to knowing that we're all the same. We all have wounds. We all have things in our life. And so I just really see the world in a different way now. And I feel like I can just be free to be myself and not have to follow the rules and expectations I used to have for myself. And so, yeah, those are just some of the ways that I really am enjoying this phase that I'm in. And I'm still learning. I'm still integrating what I've I've learned in the past two years and and I'm just looking forward to even more growth and recovery. So
1: that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you for your willingness to to share and be vulnerable and and give back to other other survivors who are still going through the trenches and I appreciate kind of the humility too of knowing that this is not not finished and you're going to continue Mm-hmm. learning and growing and that there is no kind of end point, but that you have achieved mm-hmm. so much spaciousness and and liberation that is really something to be proud of and, and honor. So on that note, I'd love to know what transforming trauma means to you.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So as I was thinking about what transforming trauma meant, I actually found another quote by Viktor Frankl and it goes along with it perfectly and it really just sums up what I believe about transforming trauma. And he says, we have a uniquely human potential to transform a personal tragedy into a triumph, to turn one's predicament into a human achievement. We are no longer able, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. So I love that because it says that we have this ability, an innate ability to change our story of trauma and struggle into a story of empowerment and decide to make it anything we want to. We can rise above the challenges and choose to live at a higher vibration of love. And I really believe that's possible with support and focused effort and work. And it really is kind of a magical process how it all happens. And I honestly am not sure how it all happened because I think that's how healing is. It's kind of magical in that way. So I just love that we are able to be healed and I love all the people who have helped me on this journey, including you. So thank you so much for Aww. for your support in the program and for just being an advocate and a supporter for all survivors.
1: Thank you, Mindy. I'm smiling so big over here. I didn't realize did. this was going to be such a uplifting conversation. You just are incredible. And if you haven't already read Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, I ironically read it on a meditation retreat this past year while I was oh, in okay. silence. And it's a really quick and powerful read. If you like his That's quotes, great. which those were so resonant for me, I think you'll enjoy his book and to anyone listening. Um, it's yeah, I haven't good, read it, but I one.
2: hope to. So.
1: Yeah, well, to be continued, because I'd love to hear how you're... Journey continues to unfold, and I'm so pumped to see that you have a, a blog I get to share with listeners, and
2: yeah. plans
1: to become a coach in the years to come. So please, let's stay in conversation. And, and thank you, Mindy. Remember that if you want to reach out to Mindy, you can contact her at her Gmail address, Mindy Lathan. Is it Lathan or Lathan?
2: It's Lathan.
1: Okay, Mindy Lathan at Gmail dot com, and you can learn more about her at LathanLessons dot wordpress dot com where she's writing about her healing journey. So thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. And don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and explore resources available on the site. And hope that you'll subscribe to the podcast. We have much more to share. Thanks for listening. Bye.